Isaiah 42, 1 to 3. Appreciate Brother Sam, all of you, last Sunday ministering here. Just appreciate it so much. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, neither will he lift up his voice, be heard in the street, so to speak. A bruised reed shall he not break. A smoking flack shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. We're going to deal with the first word this morning there, the Holy Ghost and I. The bruised reed. What is the bruised reed? Next Sunday we'll preach from the subject, the smoking flax. He deals with all of it. This here is prophecy of Jesus here today in Isaiah 42. It's prophecy of what he's going to do when he comes. I'm a firm believer God is not about to do something. I believe he is doing something. I believe he's going to do greater things tomorrow than he did today. The Bible said he increased with God on a daily basis. He's constantly increasing. He's the same when? When? Today. So what he did yesterday, he's going to do when? Today. I want you to agree with me on something. As I woke up early this morning, the Lord said, I want you to get out of that bed, and I want you to start decreeing over the, your house and over that church. None of these things shall come near your house. We have not because we don't decree. Job said, decree a thing, and it shall happen. So if it's not happening, we're not what? Decreeing. Well, I know it's in the Bible. But we must confess what God says. So the bruised reed. His voice shall not be heard crying in the streets. He didn't cry about his mission and what he was going through with. He knew who he was and where he was a-going. So he knew all those things. His voice indeed was heard. But what voice? Now it said his voice will not be heard in the street. But then it says his voice shall be what? Heard. God wants you as an individual to hear his voice. He's still speaking today. He's not silent. But what is his voice? Isaiah 55 says, Everyone that thirsts, come, come. He's not talking to sinners this morning altogether. I'm talking to you. He's talking to me. If you got a problem, there's a voice of crying saying, Come. If you're here today, if you got a situation, there's a voice of crying, Come. I will satisfy your voice. I will satisfy what you got. I'm glad to see Brother Arnie here today. Let's just. See what the Lord has today. Jesus says, any man that's hungry, come unto me, all of you that labor, and I'll do what? Who's going to give you rest? 
And the Bible said you shall enter into his rest. He's not talking about heaven. We must be Christians that rightly divide the word of truth. He's not talking about heaven. You will never have the rest of God as long as you're laboring within yourself trying to bring the things of God in your life. There's only one can bring. Brother James Clayton done a good job on that this morning in Sunday school class. That's the Holy Ghost. He's the only one can bring you deliverance. All the efforts and trials we ever put in the flesh, and as long as we're trying to work it in the flesh, we will never have rest. Never. Lord, I'm thankful God for his rest. Amen. Though the world may be falling around you, thank God you can have perfect peace and rest in the kingdom of God. This world is in a shape of fear today. But God says we're not to fear. We're not to fear. Why don't you put up our Proverbs 8, 1 to 4, please, in verse 6. We're going to read Proverbs 8, 1 to 4. Does not wisdom do what? How I many know that we have the mind and the wisdom of Christ? And you say, well, Brother Billy, Brother, that book of James said, if you don't have wisdom, ask for wisdom. That's true. He's talking to immature Christians, Christians that have not learned how to walk with God, then they're to ask for wisdom. But we have the mind of Christ, so we have what? Wisdom. We have the wisdom of Christ. All right? And understanding put forth her voice. Okay? She standeth in the top of the high places by the way in the places of the path. Now, the high places is a place that false prophets built idols and they went up to worship. Solomon was the one that worshiped in the temple, but when he got through worshiping the true God in the temple, he would go up to the high places and works the false God. God will put up a lot of things when people lie, but one thing he will not put up with, that's worshiping false gods. That's why Solomon lost his kingdom. He worshiped in the temple where the true God was, but then he would go up to the high places and worship. I want you to notice verse 2 here. Back, back well, at verse 2. She standeth. Who standeth? The Holy Ghost. Christ Jesus, if you want to put it that way. Where is he standing? Top of the high places where false prophets are going and have built idols. It's not God's will that any man perish, but it's God's will. I don't care the worst person in the world today. God is in love with that person. Huh? How many believe that God was in love with you before you was ever born? He done had your path planned out. I liked something the other day when they interviewed Lou Holt, a, a champion coach of college football, many national titles. The president gave him the award of the Freedom Award. This is what he said. It's good that you fail. 
Christians don't like to hear that. I talk to Christians. They don't like to hear that. They don't like to hear in the Word of God said, count it all joy when you in divers temptation. Y'all don't, Christians don't like to hear that because they do not know what's going to come happen after you go through the tribulation. You sow joy, you're going to reap joy. You sow turnip greens, you're going to get turnip greens. You sow joy, and you're going to get joy. Amen? How many want some joy in your life? You want abundant joy in your life. We must sow joy in any circumstance that there is and believe that God is going to bring us through it. He said, it's good that you fail. It's good that you get knocked down. That tells what kind of person you are, what you do while you're down, or what you've been knocked down, what you failed. The story goes that two sheep fell in the muddy ditch, a sheep and a pig. And what did the pig do? Come on, come on. What did the pig do? He wallowed. Lou Holt said, you're going to learn more in life than you'll learn in any college. He said, I've done been to the colleges. But I learned more in life. You know, life will teach you more than anybody else can teach you. But when you get knocked down, you get back up, okay? What's crying out? Read, read that again. Is it up there? She standeth where? In the high places. By the way, in the places of the path, she's crying out. The Holy Ghost is crying out, okay? She cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Okay? Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. He's calling. Anybody this burden heavy laden do what? Come unto me and I'll do what? Don't hide your wounds from God. He is the chief physician. I don't know how many... Doctors Peggy's been through lately, how many x-rays, MRIs, and all that stuff is run, trying to find this and trying to find that, but I want you to know you have a chief physician, and his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He already knows what you have need of. Cry out to him. Don't hide your wounds. Throw your womb open to him. It's not good to throw your wounds open to everybody, but only he. He's a mender and the healer of the bruised reed. Of the bruised reed. When you've been bruised. And you're going to get bruised if you live in this life. Okay, let's go to another. Here. When Jesus spoke to the seven churches in the book of Galatians, all seven of them, he said this one thing. He that hath ear to hear, do what? When the voice of God is speaking, somebody needs to be what? He doesn't speak just to be speaking. He speaks because somebody has a hearing ear, hears. So he told all the seven churches, when the Spirit is speaking, do what? Listen, what did Samuel, just a child, just a child, he said, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. So when God is speaking, and he's speaking today firmly and great, every day of our lives he's speaking. Not a day in your life goes by that God not speaking to you. 
You say, well, I'm not hearing him. You need to be hearing him because he's had good things to say. He has the wonderful, dynamic things to say. All right, let's go to another one. Hear, for I will speak of what? Say that out loud. Somebody said in a Sunday school class, not Sunday school class, but Wednesday night class, all you hear today is what? I'm not going to say who heard. I'm not sure who said it. They said behind me, and I'm not sure who said it. But all you hear today is what? Come on. Bad news. But he said, listen here. I will speak what? In the midst of the bad news today, there's a voice of speaking from the high places, and that's Christ Jesus through the power of the Holy Ghost, excellent things, and the opening of my mouth shall be right things. He's speaking good things today. And he's going to continue speaking until he comes. Amen. Praise God. Speak. We hear. Behold my servant, my elect. He said, Christ. He was a chosen vessel. He was chosen. He shall publish it to the Gentiles, he tells us. He shall not cry nor lift up. His message shall be quiet and gentle. Isaiah 36 and 6. This broken reed, this broken reed, no one, it's something somebody can't lean on. When a person is broken, nobody can lean on that person because they're what? Broken. But the chief physician's in the house. Brother Arnie, I want you to know the chief physician's in the house. And anybody else that needs prayer, I want you to stand up before this service is over with and raise your hand that I need prayer. I want you to tell what you need, so to speak. Brother Arnie needs healing in his body. Is that right? Why don't you stand up? I'm going to read a scripture here. He's going to stand up and do something. Let me read the scripture first. Let me read the scripture first. They're going to put it on the screen, Exodus 33 and 17. Okay. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and know thee by name. You have grace in the sight of God. Grace means the favor of God. He tells Moses, said, Brother, I'm going to do what you've asked for because you have found favor in my eyes. Brother Arnie, do you feel like standing up? Would you stand up and sing that just, just one, one, one verse? Listen to this. Are you able to do that? Yeah, he's able. Okay. Glory to God. I can. Amazing grace. Amazing is the favor of God that He's placed in your life. No matter what's going on in your life, you have favor with God. Favor with God. Like me. Accent and the favor of God was on all the church. And every member in the church was the favor of God. Was lost. was lost, but now I'm found. Now was in darkness, but now I'm in light. I'm found. Praise God. 
was blind. He's going to heal the broken reed this morning. You can be healed right where you're sitting. Your needs can be met. You don't need to sing at all. We may sing again in a minute. Glory to God. Thank you, Brother Arnie. Praise God. Praise God. Ever adversary or ever adversity, ever failure, every heartache carries with it the seed and equivalent of great benefits. Something good is happening. How many believe that? I don't believe it's going to happen tomorrow, but I believe suddenly, today, something good is going to happen in your life like you've never dreamed before. He healed the bruised reed. He heals the bruised reed. He's a healer. Sam Rabin, many, many years ago, he was from Houston. He was the speaker of the house. And he said, any jackass can kick down a barn. But it takes a real carpenter to build one. Anybody can find fault and spread discouragement and defeat and despondency. But it takes a real carpenter to stand up and say, regardless of what it looks like, God takes ashes and turn it into beauty. He was a carpenter. He did not come to crush. He come to lift up. The enemy is a crusher, but God is the builder. He's the one that builds it back like it should be and what he intended for it to be. I don't know how many times I did it this week. I just come up this church and looked around, and I thought, how in the world did we ever build this? I think some of the kids in Sunday, Linda, Sister Linda Sue's Sunday school class one time said, how, how did they do this? Most all of us had just built the little stuff. We'd never... We didn't have no general contractor. We were the general contractor. We began to look at it, how we going to get through with it. Keith Hogue said, we'll put Benny Moore in charge of the general oversight. Some of the rest of them, any shot spoke of them, said, put Curtis Hancock in charge of all the carpenter work on the beams. Just one right after another. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. God is on his way right now sending laborers to this church like we have never seen before. Now, I'm not talking about building this building or another building. I'm talking about building character back that has been lost and hurt. I'm talking about apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers coming out of this church. I'm talking about working of miracles, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, discernment of spirits and prophecy and tongues, interpretation of tongues, the wisdom of knowledge and the wisdom of understanding in the church. He's going to send them here. Amen. He's already sending them here. I want, I want to tell you something that Jason Peter told me. But hallelujah. It's going to slow down. God is a moving. God is a working day and night. He's not on vacation. This pandemic has not bothered him one bit. He has not lost one hour of sleep. He has not taken no pill for fear or worry because he's the carpenter. He's the builder. He doesn't care what it looks like. I am going to build it like I want to. A bruised reed he will not cast down. He will not cast it down. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Y'all may laugh at me, but a helicopter's going to land right out there and bring the worst cases in the world. You said, Brother Bill, I'm getting tired of hearing that. I want to see it. Listen, you'll see it when you believe it. I believe one sitting right out there. Amulet's coming in here. Debbie Henson being rolled down that aisle. She's going to hit a spot right there, and the power of the Holy Ghost is going to hit her. She's going to leap out of that wheelchair and run down here, and Peggy's going to run up on that altar. We have not because we're not decreeing the things of God. We must decree what God has said about us. I am more than what? Through Christ does what? Strengthen me. We have to believe what God has said, that he's going to build again. He's going to build He's going to build. Christ, who was bruised for us, 53 and 5. I'm glad for Jason Crump and Angie. Called us one day. Said, have y'all ever seen the Passion play or whatever Mel Gibson had? And I said, no, we haven't seen it. We're going to come by your house and pick you up. And we're going to take you to the theater. And we're going to watch it. I tell you, I was so impressed with the part where he was down on the ground under the cross. Mary broke through the ranks and ran to his side as he laid in the street under the cross. Bloody all over, he looked at his mother. I'm going to make it new again. I mean, believe it, God can make you new again. Huh? Don't buy into that cop story that's being told you're too old. And I don't think you could run across this roof at my age. I wouldn't try it. But you'd be surprised some of the things that I read that's happening today among different places in this world. I read the other day where this lady, when she was born, they said she was like an invalid. They told her she was an invalid. She would never be able to do this. She would never be able to do that. And she Took it. How I many you know that some people can speak negative in your life and poison your life the rest of your life? She copped into that. But when she was in the 30s, she was gradually deteriorating. She was outside one day, and she watched this worm crawling across the ground. And she said, well, God created that thing and give it life. She looked at other things and said, God created that and give it life. I will have life. She began to go through every part of the organ of her body and telling that part of that body, you shall live. You shall have life. You shall be born again and be new again. Two years, every day, two or three times a day, she spoke that. And then the two years, her whole body from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet and her hands were straight. She was healed because she spoke what God says. He was going to not break you. He's going to build you back. Hallelujah. It is said if somebody done it one time, you can what? Come on, help me out. You can do it. If nobody has never done it, you can what? You can do it. During World War II, America was using, losing so many ships. It was coming a critical time for the war. Henry J. Kaiser told him how many ships he could build in one day. They said it's impossible. It can't be done. Never had done and never can be done to build that many ships in a way with the condition we're in now. He said, all I need is the permission 
How many know you have the permission to use the Word of God and come to the throne of God in boldness, the time of God, and speak the things of God and things will begin to happen? Y'all want to hear page two? He was the first man ever come up. The very first man. Forgot the words. Thank you. That's it. Never had been done before. He divided them up. Brother Don, you're going to build this part of the ship. Brother Clayton, you're going to build that part of the ship. Brother Melvin, you're going to build that part of the ship. And when you get your part built, we're all going to come together, and we're going to join that thing together. What they told him was impossible became possible. What the devil says to our spirit is impossible. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies. All things are possible with those that believe God. All things are possible. Mohammed Gandhi won the freedom of India of 200 million people united in one spirit. It's hard to get any two of us together today to unite. It's hard to get a man and a wife together that unites. You might say, well, we unite. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Peggy says about me and her, it's like a battery on a car. So that's the way me and you are. And I hadn't figured this out yet. And she hadn't told me the answer. Is a positive and a negative. If you don't have the positive and the negative, it won't crank the car. I don't know where she meant she was the positive and I'm the negative, but all I know, that car will crank. Amen? I want you to know there's something, hallelujah, in us that needs to be shook loose and believe God and say, I believe God. I believe God. I believe it. God is working in my life. I believe God is working in my family. I believe God is working in this community. Gandhi won the freedom of India. Never fired a shot. Never owned a ship. Never owned a tank. Had no money. But 200 million people come together in one spirit, in one mind. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Christ will not break. He will not bruise. He will heal. He will heal. I've had people tell me, well, I got this. From God to keep me humble. Don't, don't listen to the devil. He, he, he's a liar. When the woman came before Jesus, 18 years been over. Watch this. 18 years been over. Jesus said, I want you to look what Satan has done to this woman. I'm not going to go in detail. I want you to figure it out this morning. Don't listen to what the devil is saying. He said, look what Satan has done to this woman for 14 years. 18 years. Shall not the daughter of Abraham be free? Huh? You have a right to be free. 
free in your spirit, free in your mind, and free in your health because Jesus has paid the price. He did not come to bruise or cripple. He come to deliver and set the captives free. He looked at that woman and said, Thy be thy free, you daughter of Abraham. That bent over crippling came from Satan. It did not come from God to humble her. It came from Satan. But God came to deliver and set the captives free. I don't know what time we started. We don't intend to preach too long. What mercy, 1 Timothy 2 and 5, what mercy may be we expect from a gracious mediator? You can expect mercy from him. You can't expect mercy from this world, but you can expect mercy from him. He's merciful. He's gentle. He's kind. He cares about us. Bruised, broken, he heals. He's the great physician. He's the cure of all disease. We would like to make a statement this morning. When we talk about healing, we're not talking about flesh altogether. It's God's plan for your whole body, W-H-O-L-E, behold, your mind. How many times he healed the mind? How many times he healed people that need money? He wants you healed in every aspect of your life. If he told them to go fishing and catch the first fish that comes up and get the money out of its mouth and go pay my taxes and pay your taxes so we don't offend Caesar, some of you may need to go home and get a boat and go fishing. What I'm saying is he supplies your need according to his riches and glory whenever he's need. You all remember when Ed and Darlene Parker first got into church? He came to church. I don't think she was with him that day. I think he had to work. She didn't have enough, just enough lunch money for the kids the next week. That's all she had. That's all the money she had. That's all they had. He'd been trying to sell some coon dogs and couldn't sell them. They wouldn't sell. And they passed that offering plate by, and the Lord told her to do what? Hmm? What did the Lord tell her to do? Put that money in the offering plate. She said, I can't do that. That's the kids' lunch money. I'd put that lunch money in there, and them kids not going to have no lunch the rest of the week. And God said, put it in the offering plate. What did she do? When she got home, there sat a man in the yard, told who he was, said, I come today to buy those coon dogs, and I'm going to give you what you asked for. She had more than enough left over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He does not bruise. He lifts up. He sets the captives free. Are you bruised or are you broken? Be of good be of good comfort. He calleth you. Blind Barnabas, be of good cheer. He calleth you. The master calleth you. Joshua stopped the S U N. 
blind Barnabas stopped the S-O-N and met his need. Joshua stopped the S-U-N to fulfill his need. But the blind man stopped Jesus to fulfill his needs. He didn't bruise him. He healed him. He set him free. I tell you, church, if we're free, we ought to shout hallelujah. Whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. It's nothing like being free and having the presence of God and the good things of God. Be free. It's going to make you free. We're going to skip over some of this. And Satan always sets out. He looks for the weakest. We find this in the book of Genesis 34 and verse 25. When Jacob's son had made a covenant with these Shumanites, going to let them marry the daughters, but they had to be circumcised. So they agreed to it. On the third day when they were so sore they could not defend themselves, Jacob's sons went in there and slaughtered them all. I tell you, the devil catch you weak. He moves in for the kill. Hmm? He noticed the least weakness, least discouragement, least disappointment. He's going to move in for the kill. But I want you to know there's a guardian over you, over your house. I'm going to look this up further, but the blood that Jesus carried back to heaven, the sprinkled blood, he sprinkled it on our hearts. They sprinkled the blood on the doorpost, but the blood of Jesus is sprinkled on our hearts to protect us from the wiles of the devil. What does the devil do? He goes about roaring as a lion. Lions prey on the weak. That's how, they, that's how they feed. They prey on the weak. And then they'll separate them from the herd. They're no match to the water buffalo, and they know that. So they, they won't fool that water buffalo. But they get one that's weak, they get it separated. When we separate ourselves from the body of Christ, I draw strength from you, you draw strength from me. We draw strength from one another. When we're separated, the first thing we'll know is start noticing weaknesses coming into us. And that's what the devil is out to do. But Jesus came to bind up the broken heart. Isaiah 61 and 1. That's what he come for. To bind up the broken heart. He has wonders. I mean, he has wounded. But he has healed. Hosea 6 and 1. Jesus was wounded, but he was what? Healed. We may have been wounded, but we're what? Healed. We're healed. He seeks that which has lost. He brings again that which was driven out of the way. He binds up that which was broken. And he strengthened the weak. Ezekiel 34, 14. That's prophecy of Jesus Christ, what he will do when he comes. 
You might say, well, he's gone back to heaven. But he sent the Holy Ghost back down here. He's in us. He's working in us. He's still doing that same thing. Isaiah 40 and 11. His tenderness care is over us. He's over the weakness. And the lamb, he cares in his bosom. That's why the Bible said, let the weak say what? I'm strong. Every time you say I'm weak, get ready, get armed. You're going to get weaker. You must say I'm what? Strong. Say I'm strong. Hallelujah. Jesus says to Peter, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. I wanted to mention here about going through the waters. They said they went through the waters. And, uh, and what happened when they went through the waters? Christ would deal tenderly with them and help them. I can find that right quick. I've skipped over too much, I guess. Brother Arnie, why don't you stand up and sing again while I'm looking? I may not be able to find it. Praise God. Amazing grace, favor. The favor of God is upon the church. The favor of God. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far. And grace will lead me home when we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun. We've no days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Thank you. Favor. Favor. You have favor with God. The Bible said in great grace was upon the early church. Great favor. It says in Matthew 26 and 33, Though all forsake you, I will never forsake you. I, I, I'll never leave you. David was bruised in Psalm 32, 3 and 5. Psalms 51 and 8. The pain has broken my bones. Hezekiah complained that God had broken his bones as a lion. But we have the word from the healer. I will never forsake you. 
I will never leave you. Jesus told a magnificent story about who's my neighbor. The man was wounded, robbed, and left for dead. Two people passed by, but one stopped. Got off his beast and went down where the wound was. That wounded person was you and me. Been wounded by Satan. Everybody else passes you by. Brother Melvin had a man in the barbershop the other day. If I was to tell you his name, you'd know him. He was mowing his lawn here a few days ago. Got too close to the bank, and the lawnmower flipped over. He landed in the ditch, and the land, lawnmower landed on him upside down on top of him. He could not get up. One man drove by in a car and stopped and looked and drove on. Hmm? Another man drove by and stopped and looked and said, Mister, are you hurt? He says, I don't know. All I know, I can't get up. Would you stop, get out, get this more off of me and see if I can get up? I want you to know that everybody in your life, one time or another, has been bruised, knocked down. People passed you by and paid no attention. But I want you to notice there's one that came by one day. He got off of his beast and went down. Jesus left the heavens. He didn't bring obedience with him. He learned obedience through his suffering. You will not get obedience by prayer. You get it only through suffering. If you can get it through prayer, you, you're greater than he is. You got to get it through suffering. Get to be like him. But there we laid, broke, left for dead. Nobody cared, but he cared. He cared enough to strip himself of all the honor, the glory that he had. He come to this earth with no power. You say, well, he calmed the storm. No, he didn't. He said, I do not do anything except my Father inside me does the work. It was his father in him doing the work. But he stooped himself down, came down where we were when you're bruised. And he spent time with you. This COVID is a bad thing. Peggy talked to Tracy Holland yesterday. Marie is still in intensive care, I guess, or whatever, ventilator sort of sedated in critical condition. Every one of you may not have had COVID, but there's been a time in your life you've been in a critical condition. And the chief physician took time. Took time to come by. Tracing him has a nurse friend that works up there. They won't let tracing him in. She was going to go down and check on her. And they said, no, you can't go down there. But I want you to know when everybody else can't come, he comes. He gives you wine. He gives you bread. Hallelujah. I got to quit, hadn't I? When God or Abraham sent, forgot her name, Ishmael and her mother into the wilderness, what did he do? 
What did Abraham do? He gave her wine and bread. And God spoke from heaven. He said, Abraham, I know he's from your loins, and I will make him a great nation. So he, he, he's just not going to leave you alone in the wilderness when you're broken and you're cast out. He's going to give you bread. He's going to give you wine. And he's going to bless you. And you're going to come out. So we need to thank God every day of our lives for what we have been and what we could have been but what God has brought us to and made us today. Brother Arnie, you sing, feel like singing another one of those? One of them? Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, your choice. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Brother Arnie. Brother Arnie was having, he wasn't sure he could do that today, but we thank him for trying. If I'm not sure... If I remember correctly, Isaac Newton, is that right? Wrote that song. He was a slave trader from England. And how God had changed his life. He was the main instigator in helping relieve slavery. I'm really glad that Jesus took you out of slavery. You can be in slavery and not be in North Korea. Your spirit Lots of things could keep you bound. But Jesus sets you free. He sets you free. God bless you. The groove read, he will not break. He'll mend it and make it what he intended for it to be. Next week we'll deal with the smoking flat. I don't care how bad a person gets down and they have no smoke left but just a little smoke. He's there to bring it a flame again. God bless you for being here today.